time. It's time. So get your popcorn ready. It will be political. Political. It will be biblical. Biblical. We must stay vigilant. We must remain watchful. So sit back and put your feet up because you're about to learn to discern the truth. Welcome to the Watchmen. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Watchmen Podcast. So good to be back with you guys today. Today is November 2nd, 2023. I've got Jesse back on with us again today. Uh, I think we're going to have a great uh, show for you guys. Um, Hopefully we get some information to you. Um, But before we do that, I just want to remind everybody to like and subscribe. Uh, You can click the, um, it's not subscribe, it is follow button um, on Rumble, but it's the same on Spotify, which is another place. one of the main places you can find me, but where to find uh, the, the Watchmen podcast and how you can support it. And I appreciate those of you that have done that. I'm just so grateful for that, especially during this time that, you know, we're going, I'm going through with, with all the Jan six stuff. I mean, I'm just so grateful and thankful for it, for any, everyone that has supported me. Um, even if it's just by prayer, you know, I, I just so greatly appreciate it. And also where you'll be able to find all the Jesse's information as well as where to find her ministry, uh, Kingdom Living with Jesse and her books and all of her information will be below um, with her ministry information. I know she has a couple things that we're going to discuss here that she's got coming up and uh, to be on the lookout for. But other than that, it will be in the description box below. Um, like I said, before I even get in with Jesse, I mentioned it yesterday. I posted it on Twitter. I was um, informed that I will be reporting to serve my 10 days coming up on the November 14th. They gave us two weeks, a whole two weeks they gave me. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. I, I, I don't post those things. I just want people to understand because I'm trying to get sympathy. It isn't about that. It's simply that I really want people to understand. I'm just a regular guy, like any of you people out there that are listening to this and what the government's willing to do to, to average American citizen that literally, you know, in the words of the judge and in the words of anyone that was a witness on the stand said that we didn't do, but based on just us being there, we were guilty. Um, and so, Hey, thank you for your prayers. I appreciate them. I feel them and, um, they're necessary. And, uh, like I said, you know, it'll be all right. And I believe I'm going to get through it. And I believe we're all going to get through this whole thing because we're all, it seems like everybody in some way, shape or form is going through something with all the chaos that we're dealing with in the world today. Uh, but I truly still believe, and I said it, the best is yet to come. And I, I believe that our latter is going to be greater than our former. And I believe we're going into some extremely awesome times that are coming up. Um, some people are going to be stepping into some new seasons of life and um, Jesse too. And, uh, and we're going to get out, we're going to get out the information as much as we can. So with that, I want to turn it over to Jesse. Just uh, Jesse, how are you doing this morning? Doing well. So Awesome. Let us know um, what you got coming up. I know you've got some books in the works that are coming up as well as some workshops that you've yeah. got coming up. Yeah. I encourage people, you know, follow on kingdom living with Um, I'm always trying to put stuff out, keep stuff going. Uh, the next few months, we'll just, um, we're not going to have any new shows coming out on kingdom living. Um, I'm going to take the time just to work on books and be with family but um, the Lord's been just given such amazing, you know, powerful stuff. And really, you know, my focus in everything that I put out is just really to help people um, live out the faith that that God has created us to live out. And so many times that being raised in the church, we miss out on so much because 
um, the church, you know, it gives us kind of a foundation, but it never really shows us how that works in the application. Um, so that's what, you know, I focus and try to do. So um, some of the books that I've got coming out are uh, the foundation in Ki of kingdom living, which uh, goes hand in hand with the course that I have in that. Um, that's part of a series that I put out uh, this past year. So you've got the first course is foundations and kingdom living that teaches you, you know, how do you live uh, your faith out? What should that look like? You know, what are the um, foundations for prayer, for worship, for fellowship, uh, for understanding spiritual warfare, how the enemy works and operates, how, you know, how does his kingdom work and operate? The second course in that series is The Rise of the Righteous. And in there, that's about our authority that, you know, it's not just about knowing the basics. Once you have those basics, how do you begin to develop those and go from just being able to live in that faith to really being confident in in how you live for the Lord? So um, that one really prepares people and gets them to that place of you know, living your faith out in confidence. The third one in that series is the beautifully adorned. And that one addresses, you know, all along the way, as we live out our faith, we're going to have traumas, we're going to have trials, we're going to have challenges and wounds. How do we work through those things? Um, how do we work through the healing process? So in there, you know, we give a lot of tools, a lot of techniques, things that are going to continuously help you um, in your faith and in your relationships I, because that's God's design is that we live in relationship. Now the stuff coming out next year, um, you know, the Lord's really focusing on those relationships. You know, what are our relationships supposed to look like? What's our role within that? Um, he's really focused on marriages and restoring and rebuilding um, a lot of, for many people who are married, that's, you know, the biggest area where wounds happen and how, what is God's design? How does he intend for it to look? And when we start to live, um, even within our part of that family, the way God wants us to, we see how he begins aligning everything, um, according to his will. So, uh, really powerful stuff, uh, with it. You know, it's it's all tangible. Um, how do you work through problems? What are the major sin issues that get in the way? Um, how do we, you know, get deliverance from those? And uh, what happens when there's major issues? How do we, you know, recover from those? So lots of good stuff coming out. Awesome. And like I said, I mean, you don't, you don't want to miss out on the workshops. They're hands-on. It's so great to be able to be with a body of believers that, you know, believe the same as you. And you meet some great people. I've met, I met multiple, multiple people within multiple events that I went to with, uh, for Jesse. And and they're just some great people. And you hear some neat stories and things that yeah. others have gone through that you'd be surprised. And uh, so definitely with that, and you know, it's funny when you just mentioned that about of the believers and relationships. I tell you what, these days, the things that I see and some of the things that I get, people need to go read the book of first Corinthians 13 about love, because I tell you what, some of these people that can say some of the horrible things that have come out of their mouth. And just in regards to me and my personal family about January 6th, I wouldn't say it about my own worst enemy, 
And, you know, I know Jesse's dealing with some current attacks from some people right now. And it's like, what, what do they not understand about, you know, accusing people and all this stuff? I mean, we know who's the accuser of the brethren. And when it becomes that, you know, you're out of love out there right now. So people need to learn their yeah. love walk. That's for sure. I mean, I, I know there's, it, you know, love at first Corinthians 13 defines it so beautifully. It sure does. But it's the hardest thing sometimes to really live it out. I, I remember it years is. ago, just since we're on this topic, but um, gosh, it was the way back um, early 2000s. And, um, you know, I had I had been in a job where I'll just say, you know, my supervisor is I'll put it as nicely as I can, but we'll just say it was a very complicated situation. And you know, I did my best to try to, you know, figure out how to navigate that relationship. There was a lot of communication issues. And I felt like I was the only one really trying to uh, have healthy communication with someone who really didn't want to have communication at all. Uh, there was a lot of jealousy, a lot of envy. And it seemed like no matter what I did, um, it would only stir that jealousy and envy. And, um, you know, so anyway, we ended up having to even bring in a third party mediator into the relationship. And, um, you know, that person did not, it didn't go well. Uh, the day that we had the, you know, vice president of the hospital in to mediate for our issue, he left that meeting and quit that day. So wow. <laughs> the, the following uh, week on Monday, um, I was brought in and let go. And, you know, that person tried to blackball my career. I ended up having to fight for that and, um, you know, had to fight for my name and that I had done everything right in that situation, uh, which I did. And, you know, I won my case in that situation. But, um, you know, sometimes our there's just challenging things in life with that. And, the hardest thing in that was that, you know, because of the situation, I had started to document everything that was happening. And, you know, it felt like with having those proofs that, you know, that there was a sense of power and control in that. And I remember the morning the Lord said to me, you know, you're going to destroy all these proofs. And when you have to stand up and testify, you know, on your behalf for your position and your job, you're not going to use any of those. Mm. And it was like, wow. And the Lord brought me to first Corinthians 13. And the line that he brought me to was love keeps no record of wrongs. And, you know, that was the hardest thing was to let that go, knowing that, you know, those were my proofs, those were my evidences, everything that, you know, every offense that she had committed against me that was wrong. And, you know, in there, you know, it was like, I felt justified uh, having those, but then to let him go and to, you know, forgive her and to say, okay, that means that even as I come into this situation, I'm not going to bring a single one of those things up. Um, all I will bring out is, you know, here's, 
here was the situation. Here's what I did in that situation. And, you know, leave it at that. And that was really difficult to do. Um, but that's, you know, what the Lord calls us to is to not bring in or keep attacking people with those record of wrongs, especially if we've already worked through those things, you know? I dealt with something very similar, you know, right after we, we found out during trial who there was two different names of people that actually turned us into the FBI. And, uh, of course, as soon as you find out, it makes you want to get really angry. And I was planning on, you know, wasn't going to say anything through sentencing just because, and then I was ready to, as soon as it came done and like the day after sentencing, I was going to just blast that person's multiple names all over anything I could to let people know what they've done to me and my family. As soon as sentencing was over, I said, you know what? The spirit of God just came on me and I looked to the people that know this person. I said, I just want you to know from me, I forgive them. And I was able to, and it's just so much, e to be honest, it is so much easier to forgive somebody and just forget about it than it is to get all upset, get your blood pressure high, start attacking them back. And my mom used to always say it this way. She would always tell me, Casey, consider the source. And then when I, if you step back and kind of look at that and it does, it's like, well, I don't really care what that person says anyways, but you know, Satan knows right where to stick you whenever he's looking to get yeah. you with something. It's like, he'll get you in that exact spot that he knows is already bugging you in, in, in general. But, but forgiveness is always the best way because then at that point, I mean, it's it, it's over with right. somebody. You want to keep saying stuff about me? You want to call me a victim? Call me all these things. Okay. That's fine. I forgive you. You want to say that that's up to you. I got good advice someday, one day from a guy and he told me how somebody else takes what you, the way you intend for something to go is on them. It's not on you. So yeah, just similar yeah. to what something you've been dealing with, Jesse. I mean, that's the same way, you know, how you intended for it. Now that people, other people took something that's up to them. That isn't, that is not on you or any, in any way your fault. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you reminded me in what you were sharing about uh, pastor Dimitri Dudeman who he was a Romanian pastor who dealt with uh, the Nazis and um, the their special army and stuff like that, the SS. And they would do horrific things to him. Like they would show up every morning at his house at like three or four in the morning, uh, knock on the door and then tell him he had to be at the station at seven, which meant that he had to pretty much like leave at that point um, you know, early in the morning and walk to be there at seven. Um, but one of the other things that, you know, they did at one point, they were like hunting for him. And uh, he didn't like, I forget if he knew they were looking for him or not. But I think like they, he didn't know they were looking for him. And one of the guys who was another pastor in the area who actually was an operative, he was like, uh, you know, feeding the SS information about Dimitri, um, was out that day with them, uh, going places looking for him so they could arrest him, right? So what happened was that day, God told him that he needed to go to that pastor's house, and that he was supposed to stay and wait for him to get home. And that he needed to pray with the pastor and his wife. So he went and sat the whole day and the wife was like, 
you know, acted really weird, but he was just like, you know, I really feel the Lord wants me to stay and pray until he comes home. So he just stayed. And then when the guy finally came home, you know, he had been out working with the SS all day, trying to track him, trying to rest him. And then he comes home and here he is sitting in his kitchen, you know, and I was just thinking about that, how God just sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, just thwarts the enemy's plans that he has against us. And, you know, just as we're willing to love, we're willing to obey the Lord and just love the people that he puts in our lives. Sometimes we see the most miraculous things happen, you know? That's right. And even the Bible says it's the goodness of God that brings man to repentance, not the vengeance. Right. You know, it's the goodness. It's the good side. <laughs> so anyways, with that, Jesse, before we get into anything as well, because we didn't even plan on really talking about that, I, I would like it if you would let everybody know there's a couple shows that you're always on. I know one is the Reveal Report. That's Friday night. You're always on that. Yeah. And the after show. Those, the after those are show. some of my favorites. But, um, you know, George and I always try to um, put things up there. Both of us come from that occultic background. Both of us have gotten out and are saved. And, you know, really, we want to talk about the things that the church won't talk about. There's a taboo um, mm -hmm. in regards to that occultic world. But that taboo leaves people confused and, you know, leaves them feeling unequipped, unprepared, because the truth is, is that, you know, we're in a daily battle against the enemy and the enemy is always attacking. Um, so, you know, why do we share the things that come out of our background and our knowledge on those things? It's so that we can overcome, so we can know how the enemy works and operates um, so we can have success in our faith and in, in spiritual warfare. So um, we do that every Friday evening at uh, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then at 9 p.m. Eastern, we do an after show on patreon.com backslash the reveal report. And on there, you know, that's the time where people can come in, um, ask your questions of George and I, and um, we try to continue to um you know give people that that advice and um answer those questions that we need to be able to live out our face and walk the way the lord wants us to walk so i know casey you're on those usually and it, it yeah. actually has become a just a great time you know it's i look a great, forward to yeah, it's Friday a great nights and our community that we have on there so and it's growing and it's so awesome to see. And that's the way it's supposed to be. And that's the way it's growing organically. And it is just, it is a great time. And I encourage everybody to become a, become a Patreon member um, uh, for the review report. He, he puts out great stuff. George always does good shows and he always spends a lot of time doing it. I know he spends much more yeah. time than I do on my stuff. So uh, anyhow, you know, check it out. If you haven't seen it before, I highly recommend you checking it out. I know you're also on um, with um, Chantal. Yeah, the, we've got two Aquarius shows Rising. on there, Aquarius Rising, and then also uh, Solutions with Chantel, both on YouTube. And she just does such a beautiful job, her and Mornay. Um, you know, their goal is just to give a platform for survivors uh, to have a place where they can share their stories. Uh, so there's a lot of great little series coming out of her platform um, one of them, uh, with Alice and her husband, like it journeys, um, you know, when you have trauma and 
you know, are trying to work through that healing process, how does that affect your family and the family dynamics? And, you know, this past week, her husband actually has been on my heart. Uh, he gets on and does the show with her and at times as well as their daughter. And I love, you know, how they just show that it really takes a family to work through these things and um, how the healing is, you know, to be done inside a family. Um, just such a great, great family and a really good, um, I love that series because they, you know, just really show the difficult dynamics um, working through healing processes. Um, she's also got a, you know, several great survivor series on there. Um, Caleb Jade is one coming out. Um, we're, we'll be doing some shows coming up this month together, uh, talking about, um, you know, a lot of what he's describing is seasonal things that the Brotherhood and the Sovereign Military um, put children through in different areas. So we're going to kind of be talking through some of those things and, you know, kind of like the similarities, the differences in our experiences. Um, but, you know, he's definitely somebody who's who's walked through that that same Brotherhood Sovereign Military System, um, also working in conjunction with the U.S. military. So that's a great series. Um, you know, she's got some others, important topics, too. Uh, the big one through Australia. Um, I forget the lady's name right now, but um, she's a huge advocate working with uh, cases through CPS where, you know, literally they're doing forced adoptions, which is a way of uh, stealing children from the parents. We have a lot of that happening in the U.S. as well. Um, so that's just a great series. And I encourage people get on, you know, watch the shows so you're familiar with the topics and, uh, you know, promote, support those who are having the courage to go forward and speak about those things because um, it is really difficult. But um, she also has, you know, our my good friend Tom Allhouse on there. Um, you know, he's always putting out stuff. He, you know, is groomed and trafficked for certain positions through the system uh, to lead, you know, a Christian cover life and um, really be affecting uh, Christians leading them astray. So, um, you know, he gets on there and shares his testimony, but, you know, she just has such great um, conversations with people on her show. So I encourage people for that. Um, and it's a totally, totally, <laughs> it's a totally different um, platform than the reveal. That's which is so, which is what I enjoy so much about each that's why I want Jesse to go out and let, let everybody know the different platforms she's on because they're all so different. And and at the same time, you know, she still gets to be who she is because she's had so many different experiences. I know another one that you've been on and I guess you still do is with um, Dave Zubleck. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he was one of, he's been one of the uh, people I've been on the longest with, I think he's we're going to start yeah, four is. years now That's right. Uh, <laughs> with him. I love David, but um He's, yeah, so on his platform, that was kind of one of the ones where I would go deeper into, um, you know, more of my testimony and the things that I maybe couldn't say on other platforms that would censor. 
Uh, so I encourage people to go back and, you know, from the very beginning with um, the shows I've done with him, I get into a lot of detail. You know, I think uh, on his was a lot about the adrenochrome, Gloria Vanderbilt, mm -hmm. um, the different high priestesses that I worked with, Lori Cabot Kent. Um, so, you know, his is packed full of information. Uh, good dog on good dog uh, dash usa.com as well uh, was another one where um, I did more of the supply and chain talked more about the Nazi connection with Michael Carcock on his shows. Um, then I've got a lot that just have, you know, kind of introductories to my testimony uh, um which is like the Josh Monday podcast, um, Truth Stream podcast, and then I was trying the to Goslings. remember the Goslings. Is yeah, the Goslings one. is a really great one. I like I like doing shows with them. They're a fun bunch. Um, they put out some really good. Like I like how they present the conspiracy theories, you know, but really you know they're not conspiracies. Right. Um, but they just kind of add that sense of humor to it. And they, they do a really great podcast together. Um, so I've done a, a couple of those I've done with Gary Wayne as well, who, mm -hmm. you know, we're all a big fan of his with the um, Genesis six conspiracy. He'll, he'll be on my podcast next week. Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like him. Um, what else? Oh, Adina uh, Hodges too. So right, Chantel and Adina, the shows I do with Adina with a testimony mountain testimony tend to be mountains. more geared towards survivors and healing. And I really enjoy my shows with her because we just have great conversations, you know, being two survivors. Uh, we talk a lot about, you know, kind of that, that journey. We do a lot of processing on the show, which always helps, you know, because a lot of times you don't have people that you can just openly talk to about stuff. So, you know, it's just very laid back, relaxed conversation, a lot of processing mm -hmm. and, um, you know, a lot of healing conversations and then bringing um, the conversation always back to the work that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is doing as we walk through those journeys. So, um yeah, a lot of good shows. And then I've yeah, got a I'm, new one I just was on on Telegram. Oh, that's uh, right. Somebody I followed for quite a long time. I admire. Uh, she's an amazing researcher, digger. Um, but it's Infiltrated Truth that is on Telegram. And I just popped in because I'm always curious as to, you know, I watch what she's always putting out and stuff. And I saw she had a show that she was going to do. Um, it's just voice, not video and stuff. So I had popped in there just to see, you know, kind of what was going up. And uh, they saw me and they're like, they're like, oh, we just had a Jesse's aboder come on. We're not sure. Is it really Jesse or is it one of those harassers pretending to be Jesse, you know, popping in? And I kind of had to laugh at that. You know, I think they thought it was a harasser pretending <laughs> to be me. So I unmuted my mic and I was like, no, it's me. I was like, it really is. And they were like, oh, they're like, they're like, you're on. They're like, well, would you like to talk? And I was like, sure, why not? So we ended up actually doing like a four hour conversation. 
that night. Um, really, you know, they always do a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what she reports. And so I'll be on again Monday, this upcoming Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, if people want to pop in there um, on Infiltrated Truth. So another one that you've been on a couple times too is uh, the All Cast podcast with Andy Powell. He's you've done a couple episodes with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I like Andy too. He does I just really actually, good. Yep. I just actually finished a podcast with him the other day. I guess it'll be coming out in a couple days. And uh, yeah, he's another good one. Good guy. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't done one with him for a little while, but yeah, the shows we've done together were really dynamic. He, he does a great interview too. So. So another question I have for you, Jesse, before we get off this topic is, and maybe it's a silly question, but do you have any kind of deals coming up for the holidays on your courses or black Friday deals that you're planning on doing or anything like that for people to look out for? (laughs) I don't, I don't usually do that, but, um, you know, I'm always somebody. Can people gift other people? Can people gift other people course, the courses for the holidays coming up? That's a great idea, Casey. They can. I think it is. Yeah. So they could, they could email or contact uh, on the website, kingdomlivingwithjesse.com. If you would like to gift anybody the course, um, you know, reach out on the website there and just say, Hey, I would like to gift and, we can kind of walk you through how to do that because uh, they have to register for it to be able to take the course. So, um, but we can have people walk you through how to do that and stuff, but excellent idea. And I, you know, um, there's a lot of the different courses. We have the, um, the original, um, what is it called now? Totally forgetting the name of the first one, but it it morphed into the land assignments. That's right. Um, yeah, I'm totally blanking on the name That's right okay. now of that one, but <laughs> it, you when you'll go on, you'll know. It, originally, I had done the course down in um, Louisiana as one mm-hmm. of my speeches, and then had put it online, just made it available. But uh, the video for that one was bad, uh, so that's why you know it's where it's at with price wise, but um, Mm -hmm. I do have coming out, you know, we're doing a whole bunch of uh, more series that we're going to be putting out, especially in regards to the different um, land assignments. How do you, you know, decode your symbols in your area? How do you then, you know, turn the information that you put together into a strategic prayer strategy and intercession for your area and restore authority um, in the areas where you're at. So we'll be putting out a whole bunch of more stuff for that. And, you know, I'll be changing my platforms up just a little bit where I'll be offering some more um, shorter videos where, you know, I am giving the instruction on how to do that stuff. Um, So I've been, you know, people have ideas, email me, you know, what you guys would like, because I'm always trying to, uh, you know, add and really give quality uh, to everything that I do. And, you know, I want it to be what people need. Um, So if you got ideas on what you need, things you would like to see this next year, let me know. So. 
Okay. So I think that pretty much sums that up. I just wanted you to be able to kind of give a synopsis and maybe just like a review almost because people tend to forget sometimes, you know, as we go, we go on to new things. And with all the distractions these days, I tell you what, it's easy to definitely forget, you know, some of the things that we've already heard and that we've been through and not to get worked up, not to fear, not to worry. You know, I, I, I so feel like some of the truth or movement that's been going on is it's almost done more harm than good in some ways with people because people are so frustrated now. They're more angry than they were before because it's like they found out these truths, but yet nothing's happening. Nothing's changing in their eyes. So why did I even bother wasting my time with these things? It's just, and then you have the news who loves to gaslight as well. Um, yeah. each of us. So I just encourage everybody to stay in the word. That's the hundred percent truth all the time and uh, yeah. be careful who you listen to. Be careful who you give your ear to. Um, you know, if something doesn't seem right, something doesn't feel right, you know, step back and ask the Lord to show you the truth, you know, or my great advice to a lot of people is you need to go to whoever the person is, if you have the access to and uh, privately and, you know, voice your concerns and work it out that way. It doesn't always have to be publicly yeah. and humiliating in those ways. Uh, so Jesse, let's just get right into this first question that I have. You know, I know a lot of times we do talk about political things. Uh, because my podcast bio is a political outlook on what biblical outlook on what's going on in the world politically today. Yeah, so before, you're one of the few I talk with the political or the affidavits or uh, okay. stuff like that with, you know, so. Well, let's just get right into this. I know a lot of people have been asking. I know a lot of people have questions. I only am getting your opinion. I know maybe you don't know for sure, but you have opinions if you would like to voice them on this. I, we haven't talked since this happened. We have a new speaker of the house. Um now that we have the new Speaker of the House, um, is this somebody that you believe is what we're hearing? Is he a true Trump supporter? Is he truthfully with him? Is he truthfully uh, Christian? Or do you know or do you have any idea based on what you've seen? Or would you like to comment on that anyway? Because I know I'm waiting for the Jan 6 tapes to get released. And we've been a yeah. weekend and I've not even heard a peep about that. So I have my own opinions. But what, I what think do you those know? are the big things that, you know, like I'm watching and looking for. And I think, you know, kind of in the background of, of my mind is always that sense that, you know, the system is twofold, you have the dark side of the system, which pretty much has been taken down. But with that, then I have confirmations that the light side of the system really has been stepping forward. So, you know, that's always in the back of my mind is, you know, with the, with those light side members, you have a very strong form of godliness. You got people that can get up there. Uh, you know, they know scripture. They know everything that should be said. They know, you know, the language. They can talk to you about, you know, Jesus Christ, about, you know, prayer, about uh, fellowship, worship. You know, they can they can cover all the right topics and say all the right things. But, you know, really in the long run, what are we looking for? You know, we're looking for someone who genuinely has a relationship with Jesus Christ and is empowered by the Holy Spirit. So, you know, that's what I'm looking for. And that's what I'm hoping we'll see. And what are some of the things that you know, I think we'll see if that person really does have a relationship with the Lord. We're going to see, you know, justice. We're going to see the truth coming forward, particularly about the January 6th things. 
as well as about the child and the human trafficking and the Luciferian Brotherhood. Um, you know, if they're not bringing those things forward, then that means that there's still things that are being hidden. Um, you know, the the involvement of the Luciferian Brotherhood and their sovereign military working in conjunction with our U.S. government and military is one of their biggest hidden secrets. And, you know, what I'm hoping is that we'll see somebody who will step forward, who will say, hey, we have a foreign government and military that have been trying to or pretty much have infiltrated our U.S. government and military. And, you know, we're not going to allow them to be in control anymore. We are going to return control of the U.S. government to the people. Um, that's how we're set up. That's how it's supposed to work and run. So, you know, do we have a man in the House who really is going to return the country to the people. And, you know, in that, it, it's a scary step. It's a scary change because I don't think people have realized how much the Brotherhood and the, you know, the sovereign military have infiltrated. And with that shift, you know, things are going to have to change um, because all of our, our governmental structure, the legislative side, the executive side, the judicial side, have all been governed um, through the Brotherhood and the sovereign military. So, um, you know, what does it really look like for our country to be governed by we the people? And what changes need to finish and be completed in order for us to have that control as the people over our country? So, you know, that's really what I'm looking for. Um, I do see things, I'll just be honest, I see things that are concerning. Um, you know, I'm asking the Lord, where really does this man's heart stand with you? Um, you know, show me where his heart stands in that relationship. Um, so we'll see what happens. I did, you know, put out a question and a warning. Um, you know, I could be wrong. I honestly hope that I'm wrong. If I, I'm not wrong, then, you know, I'm concerned that we have, um, you know, light side of the system, Luciferian Brotherhood, sovereign military uh, that now have moved into a very strategical spot um, in our country. So that's my concern. Would you, wow. Quick question. You know, you mentioned in there about how some of these people from the system know, know how to quote scripture. They were taught these things. Like, is this a program they go through or is this just from learning at a young age and hearing it again and again and again and again? Or is it actually a program that they're programmed with to be able to know that scripture the way that they do? Well, you have to remember that the system is twofold, that really, um, you know, they've always had that, that form of godliness, the Christian cover life at the forefront for the most, the majority of their members. So, you know, that starts at a very young age where, you know, even your, your training um, is both in your home, but also through your 
church, through your schools, through your community. Um, so churches have played a very pivotal role in the training and the rearing of hierarchy children within the system. So um, that's what we see come out where, you know, they do, you know, that you're taught as a child that that you are a Christian, you know, but that Christianity has a duality, you know, when you're in public, you know, during the day, by all means, this is how your Christian life looks. But then at night, when you're called into a ritual and, you know, you're standing before idols or Lucifer, this is what it looks like. And, you know, you don't air your laundry. You don't tell people what you're doing in secret. You know, if you do, you're punished. Um, so you you become perfection. You know, you become perfected in living in that duality at a very young age. Wow. Do any of these people know, is this unknowingly for any of them? Or when they get to that high level of position, they uh, they do know at that point? I think for the high level, or, and by high level position, we're not talking within the government. No, no, no. Um, we're just saying like it, within the Luciferian Brotherhood structure, high level. Uh, no, they're, yeah, they're aware of, you know, like I would, I would say the majority of, you know, satanic councilmen, um, the mothers of darkness, grand high priest or priestesses, they're very aware of, you know, what they're doing and how they're living. And their job is to continue the program and to train up people to take their position. So, you know, at that point, they're training somebody to do what they do. Um, so they're very aware of what they do. Um, below that, you do get the, you can get the people who, you know, don't know, um, you know, they may be fully living in their cover life, thinking they're a Christian, but then they have lapses in time. Uh, they have blackouts. They have things that they can't explain, you know, like how they end up places, but they don't know how they got there. So that can be part of the, you know, program is that they don't know uh, what they're doing at night or, you know, at times where ritual days where they're called up. So going from there, you know, into political and just current event things, you know, I know we still are seeing the Israeli war every day. We're seeing more, more and more things unfold. I mean, in regards to the new speaker, I mean, one of the first things was that we were going to package all this money and give it to the Ukraine's Ukrainian government and Israeli government. Do you have anything on that? I mean, what, what more or what more have you seen since this whole thing's been going on? Has your opinion changed since the last time we did a, that special episode together? Um, I would say my opinion has not changed, but um, you know, what I really would like to see happen is, is more of the truth come out. Um, you know, my my belief, and we've talked about this in the past too, about Ukraine, is I, you know, I, I'll just say I like the guy, you know, I don't know the full extent on Putin. Um, you know, is he kind of a harsh character, rough around the edges? Absolutely. But there's things that I've seen that I really believe there's stuff 
in the background happening. And I don't think that he's all bad. Um, at least, you know, I really hope in the end that, you know, we're going to see him and some others come out of this and we're going to see that they really uh, were working with DJT and with us um, in some of these things. And, and behind that really is the collaborative work for the children of our countries. Um, you know, my belief still is, you know, that Putin got information about certain people in his government that were trafficking children. And I think that those people ran. They tried to use, you know, Ukraine, which has been, you know, a brotherhood hub for generations. You know, I've brought out how the main Nazi in my life, Michael Karkok, he was the Ukrainian Legion of Defense leader for Hitler. And um, I think that you know, those governmental people ran trying to hide and get protections from Ukraine. And I think that Putin went in there to get those people to hold him to account and to get his children from his country back. And, you know, if that's the situation, well, I, you know, I applaud that. Not that I'm, uh, you know, I'm certainly not applauding evil that may have happened to you know, innocent Ukrainian citizens, but I think it was much more than what we saw presented to us. Um, you know, we know that a lot of the places hit were connected to military installations or labs. And the question really is, is what was happening in Ukraine? What was happening underground? What was happening to children in that country? Um, that should be on the forefront of, of news. Um, you know, when we know the horrific details, it, it changes the picture significantly. So I think that that was a big chunk of that. Um, you know, the same thing between Israel and Hamas. I think that there's a lot more to the story. I, you know, I think that part of that is stuff that came out. Um, you know, it, it didn't, it happened shortly after, um, you know, certain information was put out uh, that it, that coordinated places it, out of my situation that were near Israel or in Israel. Um, you know, I know that there's underground tunnels there. I know that there's military bases, uh, like you have... Um, the one where the big Genesis six project is operating out of there in Nimrod's Hill. Um, you know, how many experiments are done to children through those programs and how many children are being trafficked through there. Uh, we know that Israel is highly engaged in cannibalism. Um, God himself called them out in the old Testament multiple times. Look you know, look for verses about the consumption of flesh, um, you know, in scripture, and you're going to see a whole bunch come out and you're going to see God directly confronting Israel about their issue of cannibalism. Um, you know, who's the biggest producer in the human meat markets? Um, you know, I think we're going to kind of be surprised and, you know, who's the ones pushing for that stuff. God also directly, you know, addresses their issue of selling 
their children and prostituting their children out. You know, do we think that those things only happened back in the scripture days? No, oh. they didn't. They have not stopped. Um, you know, that's God's biggest, you know, point of judgment with them is that they have refused to turn from their sin. And so, you know, we have to look at when we look at scriptures where it says, you know, um, God says those that stand with Israel will be blessed. Those that curse Israel will be cursed, you know. But at that same point, we have to address the sin issue. Mm -hmm. God is not going to bless a country that is committing horrific crimes against their children. So, you know, what does standing with really look like? Um, you have to get the bad guys, those who refuse to turn from the evil out. And you have to make it a safe country for the children that really represent those countries. Um you know, that's what standing with really means. And, you know, we've got two countries that are committing horrific crimes against each other. Um, you know, we know with Hamas, uh, there is the connection to the Muslim Brotherhood within the system. Um, I've brought out, you know, that leaders of those countries um, were present in 1984 when I went through the U.S. military and was trafficked um, through a symposium where, you know, they literally were buying, selling, trading children as weapons among the countries. So we know Iran, we know Iraq, we know, you know, Egypt, all these countries have been involved in that buying, selling and trading of children and in connection with weaponizing children and creating programs that weaponize children. Um, you know, so, I mean, there's just so much to what's going on behind the scenes that, you know, we need to not just get stuck on a war and we have to pick a side. Right. Um, you know, I, who am I for? I am for the children. You know, I am for crimes that are being committed against children stopping you know, when it, when is it going to stop? Who's going to stop it? You know, our generation is called up. Those of us who are here now dealing with the situation, we are called to make a stand and to say, hey, you know, this is about the children and we're not going to allow either country to do things that are going to harm any child. Mm -hmm. Um whether they're Israeli or Hamas, you know, children um, deserve that chance to life. And life does not mean, you know, that you're forever stuck underground, living off grid because you're too, you know, you're being hunted and all sorts of horrific things are labeled and put into psych wards or mm -hmm. concentration camps or prisons you know, that's not life. What does each child deserve? They deserve their freedom. They deserve to grow up in safety. They deserve to just play and have fun with one another. And, you know, they deserve to grow up, have careers, to be able to support a family if that's their choice, and to be able to just have joy and peace and laughter in life. And, you know, that's my hope for every child um, from every nation. Um, 
So, you know, I think that there's a lot. I think there's a lot of cleaning up, a lot of cleansing for both countries that needs to be done. Um, I think we do have two brotherhood systems uh, at war with one another. We know Israel is connected to uh, the Leviathan system, and that's run through the Sanhedrin there. Um, you know, so there's a lot of cleaning up in both that needs to be done. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that we're going to see that cleansing happen in both countries. And it's also interesting too, you know, so, so many times now we're seeing all these big protests everywhere and it's always white people. It's just the funniest thing. <clears throat> Probably. Paid I, I mean, it's like, they, you know, I disagree with you. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> because it's like, like these why aren't even... is it always the white <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, they're out pro pro protesting for Hamas. Some of them even wrap themselves in the transgender flag. The funny part, it's not funny, but the truth part of it is you go into one of these countries where they implement Sharia law, you're going to get killed instantly because they don't believe in homosexuality in any way. And for them, it's a disgrace. It's the ultimate disgrace. Well, a. it doesn't even promote homosexuality. That's what they want you to believe. Like, That's really, exactly it right. has to do with the the women, the women in this brotherhood system, and it's their contracts, the contracts of Jezebel mm -hmm. with all these demonic principalities, and it represents the worship of Lucifer. So it's like, how is any of that okay in these countries? You know, literally when you wear those flags and you're marching into their country, you're declaring war and you're bringing it on yourself. Well, not that that's what this is what I was getting to, which is that that same. So, like I said about Sharia law and what they quote unquote believe, but if you go to the leadership, which I'll just give one example of Yasser Arafat, who at the highest level, I mean, he was the head of the Palestinians before he passed away, you know, years back and he died in France. And they go, what did he die of? He died of AIDS. Why? Because he was a homosexual. So, here's the leader killing other. It's just this is the this is the exact, um, hypocrisy that we see in the American government today with what they supposedly stand for, but behind the scenes, what they're actually doing. And so I just want people to always have that outlook of none of that stuff makes sense. So why do you even participate in these things? I mean, it just, I, I don't get it. It's like they, they, and they're doing it on purpose. They're doing it because they're blinding people. I mean, this is what I'm saying is they have these group of people that aren't even Israeli or that nor are they, you know, Arabs or nor are they a part of Islam or, or do they believe in Islam, but then they'll promote it ignorantly promoting something that they don't even know what they're promoting. I just wanted to bring that up. That was it. There was nothing more than that, but it is just interesting. I mean, at the highest level, we know another one who's supposedly the head of the Muslim brotherhood or not. I mean, at least you've told us that he is. And he said, this was the 14th family. Is that correct? Or was it the 13th family that was added in? Would it be the 14th? Uh, 14th. Yeah has i mean er, uh, uh, many reports out there that he's into that same stuff so i mean it's just another prime example right there so yeah, yeah. anyways uh so for mo moving on from there uh from that uh israeli war to you mentioned there an order i was going to go into a little bit of the affidavit from casper if you want to touch on it you can but i know you did a podcast already with um nino rod wasn't it david nino rodriguez on, yeah. on his show and and you really went in depth with with that affidavit on there is that correct 
Yeah, we did. And, um, you know, maybe just give it like a small synopsis so we don't go too deep into it. Cause I know you kind of already did that. Yeah, that was a really good one. Uh, let me see here. I was going to bring it up just so I can kind of glance. So I think that the major things that, um, that I really try to bring out in this is, you know, I'm always trying to help people understand how the system is working and operating. And it's important for us to know, because, you know, this isn't just from way back in the 80s, like this stuff is still happening today, within those same communities. And, you know, what's the big thing behind it is that we have this foreign military and government that are are working against we the people. Um, you know, they are trafficking children through their programs and their training and they're weaponizing children. Um, so I really break down the structure of, you know, through that Casper area, you have, you know, this big hub for sovereign military training going on. And so, you know, I break down like how the sovereign military is structured, uh, some of their different knight orders, like we have, you know, the Knights of Pythias, uh, you have the Knights of Malta and their um, more ancient order, which is the Knights of St. John. You have the Knights of the Garter, the Knights of the Bath, uh, the Knights of the Thistle and the Knights of the Order of Jerusalem. And those are just a few um, you also have the order of preceptors, uh, which that's going to be, you know, those that are commanders over those knights. Um, so those are going to be your leaders um, in the sovereign military. Uh, so you'll have like the preceptors, the supreme preceptors. And I talk about like, you know, how do you recognize them? What are some of the different colors that they'll wear? in their robes. Um, many of the preceptors are gonna be connected to the archdiocese and to um, the Jesuit Catholic churches. But you also have like the preceptors that are connected to the Mormon uh, faith. So you do see them operating, you know, both it, or in all the above masonry, um, the Jesuit Catholic church, the Mormons, um, you can have preceptors within the Satanists as well as within the Kabbalah, but usually they're in one of those first three departments of the system. So I really break that down and then I get into a lot more of the government individuals um, that were connected to that state of Wyoming that um, were involved in uh, the trafficking and training of children in the Luciferian Brotherhood and working with the U.S. military, um, you know, and then I, I do get into some of the locations and places and how the movement was working, particularly between, you know, you had uh, Colorado area and the Cheyenne Mountain areas with their connection to uh, NORAD military base and then you also have, um, you know, connections to the Kansas and Missouri areas with uh, the archdiocese there uh, that were part of the supply and chain for children in that Wyoming area. Um, so, you know, that's that's big. And then 
Um, the one I haven't talked about, because after that, I get into um, the Yellowstone area. And I encourage people to look into that affidavit as well. Um, let me pull that up here and I can. And tell everybody, briefly. tell everybody where they can go to find these affidavits if they have a question. I know you mentioned it all the time, but. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. Please go to timothycharlesholmseth.com. Uh, that's where uh, they'll all be put out. And um, yeah, that's what. You know, you're going to find them on there. Sorry, I'm talking while I'm looking for No, it's it okay. Take your time. Um, and of course, it doesn't want to let me find it, does it? Um, yeah, he's got all the information comes out on there, and he does a really good job with that, um, bringing that out. Um, so the last one that we've kind of put out um was the Yellowstone affidavit. So I talk about how that was connected to that whole Casper Wyoming hub. And, you know, I've tried to bring out a lot of, um, you know, how is the underground of the brotherhood structure working? That underground includes um, secret cities as well as ritual grounds. And how do you begin to use the above ground to identify what is below ground. Um, so, you know, what we have in the Yellowstone National Park area, I've brought out that, you know, many of the places that uh, the sovereign military and the Luciferian Brotherhood use are connected to their Nazism and, um, you know, their underground bunkers, hidden areas where um, they're doing stuff with it because really, you know, what is it? It's their government, their military. So one of those structures uh, that they call Asgard. So the secret city of Asgard is there under Yellowstone is what I've brought out. Um, and then I talk about, you know, the human hunts, uh, kind of how they use that area. Is that connected to all the people who go missing through the national parks and forests are the national parks and forests connected to the brotherhood and to, um, you know, crimes that they're committing with their, their hunts and uh, the way that they um, traffic people in general, whether that's uh, for slavery or for their meat markets or other things. So I really get into a lot of that in the Yellowstone affidavit. I heard you mention something the other day about, and I know you've talked about this multiple times before. I just wanted to bring this back up when you're talking about the meat markets. And I know you had mentioned that they use the guise of organic or all natural meats to, would you say all organic stuff would be from that or maybe just some? I, I would say some, I can't guarantee that all of it is, but um, you know, how do they pass it off as organic? A lot of it, you know, we got to remember when they're, after they do their cannibalism and the ritual killings, um, they're incinerating those bodies into diamonds, particularly if they're children. And then whatever remains, the ashes uh, that are left from that are what they're cursing and they put into our food in uh, pharmacia as filler. Mm -hmm. 
So the hard part is, is a lot of things with the natural or the organic, you're going to find this like kind of powdery stuff. And you don't know, like, is it just, is it from what they're using to preserve? Or is it part of the seasonings? Are those seasonings really from dehydrated herbs and other things? Or, you know, so that's what makes it hard is that you don't have a way to tell unless you've got something that can test for DNA with absolutely everything. But then it gets so ridiculous because it's like, are you really going to sit there and run everything you eat or drink through these tests first, you know? For me, you know, I believe God is so good in all this. He's seen this wicked for wickedness for generations. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe if he can turn water into wine, he can cleanse anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think it's important that we pray over what we eat. I'm I'm comfortable. I believe God works the miracle. I believe he uses it for my benefit and not for me to be cursed. Um, you know, I believe God is honored in that. And, you know, he's not convicted me to go the extra route. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I walk in faith in that, that God honors and respects and uh, what I've asked for. And, um, you know, I think that's the big thing. You know, I go back to that argument Um out of first Corinthians where you have the Christians arguing about uh, the meat that was brought from the markets that was worshiped to idols. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they were convicting those who were bringing the meat and eating it that they shouldn't be. Uh, And what does Paul say in that? You know, he says, if you can do it in good conscience, if God does not convict you, then by all means walk in that faith. You know, those who can't do it without God convicting their conscience, then, you know, trust the Lord and don't consume it and walk in your faith. But don't, uh, you know, don't attack those that are also walking in their faith because they're, you know, living out their faith according to how God has given it to them to live that faith out. So, um, now I can I confirm that's... that I have been uh, other places and other countries and I, I mean, even as even just in Central America and other places, just going on mission trips, you know, necessarily with my dad. And I can tell you, McDonald's in other countries does not taste like McDonald's from the USA. I can tell you, hundred, not just McDonald's, to be honest, any fast food place that you would go because you're like, I'm dying for American food, and you can't take whatever it is that they're feeding you because your stomach won't handle whatever it is. The food tastes different. Doritos chips you name it they do not taste the same i'm telling you in other countries i mean i believe what jesse's telling us to be true and i've seen so many other tiktok videos and just different you know shorts on youtube to where they've added you know they well it's just exactly what she she's saying and it's just pretty crazy that in our in america of all places we can't get healthy and clean food so i believe you're right you know by sanctifying it by the word of god and prayer is the way to go with that uh, Jesse, one last thing before I let you go, because I know we've been on for some time now. And um, so you covered the affidavit part with, and like I said, you could go on uh, Dave Nuno Rodriguez's show and she really gets more in depth into that. Yeah. Um, or they're fully on uh, timothycharlesholmesuth.com as well. 
Oh, and keep so. him keep him in prayer. He's he's dealing with you know high level things, and uh, you know he needs our prayer and our he needs our support. And if you have the means, you know I know he has um, a gives and go or something of that nature mm-hmm. on his site that you can give to. And yeah, uh, and he usually posts that in each at the end of the articles that he puts up um, on a regular basis. He'll have a link to that uh, if people would like to donate to him. So I encourage that. Two questions. One, the Order of Jerusalem you mentioned. When you see that little logo that they have on the bottom uh-huh. of, of a Bible, you know the four, you know the regular cross. Then you have it's the like four. it's like a cross, but it's like almost like what we see with the red cross, right? Where you got the right, and then you have the little ones cross on, on, that's very squared, and then the each. What would you uh, say like that they that they would spaces. be on on the back of a Bible? Like, is it, it was in the people that produced the Bible? I mean, is that just unknowingly? Would you say or? Well, no, it's because they're connected to that order um, at the higher levels of those who did the production. That's my belief. Okay. So that was one of the questions that I wanted to ask you. And then the second part was, have you ever heard of the book called Svali Speaks? I have. Is this a book that people should look into as far as, I mean, I know it touches on a lot of programming. Is that correct? Uh, that's what I've heard. Uh, That I think was her position within the system was as a programmer uh, we know that also, you know, Cisco Wheeler and her um, sisters were the top programmers in that system. Uh, so I'm not familiar with like the full extent of um, Spali's story, but I encourage people, you know, to look into stuff because I, I do fully believe, you know, she was a survivor in the Brotherhood. And, you know, from the pieces that I've heard from other people who have read her book, um, you know, I think there's a lot of validation in uh, some of the things that she has to share. So, I, you know, I guess it pray, ask the Lord. Um, you know, I don't know a whole bunch about her story or her information, but um, it's always good to, you know, look into those who are claiming to be survivors. And um, I think when we, you know, see our stories across the board, it just adds to that knowledge of understanding how the system has worked and operated, you know, from World War One through now, and even you know before that. So I and think even it's yeah, add, but, so. another one that I would like to plug too is Veronica Swift has a lot of great information. I know she does a lot of your yes. um, she posts a lot of your blogs or or she'll post from your podcast that you've done and in blog format. Um, some of you, not only your testimony, but other survivors testimony. I know she has a book that you promoted on your, your tour and you've had yeah the Illuminati primer. Uh, Excellent done. She, uh, she takes several different stories uh, from different survivors and really um, outlines kind of the Illuminati. um, System questions, because we don't always go from, you know, chronologically from point A to point Z. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, in her her way, has taken a lot of the questions, a lot of the things that she's seen across survivor stories and started to kind of lay it out in a point A to Z way and filling in some of those missing pieces where there are questions, um, working through some of that. So uh, very well done. Yep. And her, you can also find my testimonies on, uh, she's posted them on her uh, site as well. 
She has, and she does such a great job and such a kind person. And um, anyway, so I just wanted to plug that. But with that, Jesse, I guess we'll go ahead and close with a prayer and um, we'll close out the show for today. Yeah. And we should add, uh, just because some people have asked, but no, I am not Veronica Swift. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know we had some stuff uh, when I was promoting her book at my event. Mm-hmm. Um, people were like, oh, are you her? It was like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> um, but I've I've purchased her books so I can have them there and uh, use those uh, to give out for people so they have them there. So Okay, good to know. All right. Well, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for this time together. We thank you for your truths. Um, Lord, we thank you that you are always working behind the scenes in ways that we cannot see or fathom. Your word says that your ways are higher than ours and your thoughts are higher than ours, that by your foreknowledge, you created all things and put all things into um, being and into work. Um, We just thank you uh, that above all, that you've purchased us to be a kingdom of priests and to do your good works here So, Lord, I just pray that you will bless everybody who's listening today, that you would help us to walk in that way that you have designed us to walk, that you will help us to continue to grow our faith and to grow in our knowledge, our wisdom, our understanding. We ask that you would empower us through your Holy Spirit, that we would not be those who live in um, deception or falsehood, but that as we walk forward, Lord, that your truth, your light, um, your cleansing power, your healing, your raising of the dead, um, your cleansing of the lepers and rebuking of the spirits would go forward and that we would be followed by signs of miracles and wonders, Lord, and that people would know that when they see those things, that you are our God. You are the one alone that we follow, that we worship, You are the one that we lift up, that before us, there is no other God. It's just you. We thank you for that, and we praise your name. We pray all of these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Jesse, so much for coming on. I thank everybody for your current, I mean, for your continuing prayers and support. Um, You know, it's 12 days from today and everything will be good. And, you know, the best is yet to come. I really believe that it is. And, uh, So God bless you guys and you have a great day. All right.